Hello, what have we here? Can you speak Bocce? Well, of course I can, sir. It's like a second language to me. I'm a yeah, All right, shut up. I'll take this. Shut up, sir. Pokey religions and ancient weapons are no match for a good blaster at your side, kid. You're listening to Havoc Radio. X-Wing 2.0 and beyond. Havoc Radio 2nd Edition, Lockdown Edition. We have Ben. We have Ryan. We have Luke. And Gus. And Will. And our special guest. Hi, Lucky. How are you going, guys? Good, man. Doing very well. Yes. So, this is a little bit sooner than what we usually record an episode, but... There's not a lot of stuff going on in Melbourne at the moment because of lockdown, so we thought we'd do a special episode to talk about a few different topics. But the first thing we're going to talk about is a big event that just happened in the X-Wing community um, that Lockie and Luke starred in, and that is the Galaxies Qualifier Bespin Edition. Now, technically it was Brisbane was the host city, but Melbourne... You know, we, we did pretty well there. Better than Brisbane, I would actually say, just running over my eyes over these lists. So, you know, Ooh. suck at Brisbane. Yeah. <laughs> suck at Brisbane. So, Certainly didn't but, see anyone from Brisbane uh, up, up the top, that's for sure. <laughs> yes, and you would have seen people up there, and no, nah, they weren't. So, um, you know, not all of us were in it. Luke and Lockie, you guys were. Tell us about how it went. Or actually, first of all, tell us about the format first, because I don't know that everyone knows about what it is, how it worked, what happens next, all that kind of stuff. Uh, Sure, I can take that. Um, So it is a big two-day event. Um, So it's run by the Gold Squadron podcast, who is arguably bigger than we are. I'd probably have to check numbers, but arguably. Um, But no one laughed. That's awkward. I and uh, I love. Thanks, man. <laughs> and uh, basically, it's uh, yeah. So there was a hundred and thirty odd players, um, all online on TTS. Uh, six rounds in the first day, and then it cut to the top sixteen. It was in the end uh, for the second day, um, and yeah, Brisbane time, which is Melbourne time. Um, I don't know anything else to add, Lucky, on that. Yeah, probably just worth saying that it is a series. I think there's, you know, five or six events um, run over different time zones throughout the year. Um, and so uh, I think the top 32 from each event is, uh, gets an invite to play at, the, at um, I think it's called Alderaan in um, November, which is like, yeah, the, the Galaxies Championship kind of thing. I think it's a pretty good series because, you know, like, surprise surprise there's a pandemic going on right so a lot of people around the world are either in lockdown or you know not able to play like they usually would in stores and stuff and you know it's it's been good to see the community step up to the plate and like run events like this like shout out to gold squadron putting on 
you know, they've been putting on stuff all last year as well. Like I was in the Space Jam qualifier um, and I know like Luke, you're regularly in leagues and stuff overseas as well. So it's it's good to see events like this really kick off and yeah, get a lot of people in them as well. It's been really fun. Um, like I, yeah, I've played in two or three now um, of the of the um, Gold Squadron series events, and it's. I mean, it's just really great to see. Um, obviously, uh, throughout the um, the pandemic, um, the X Men community, as you say, you know, like keep it keeping on. But it's also like such a great opportunity to play people from all around the world um, in different time zones who you never get really get to play against or meet otherwise. So it's um, for anyone uh, looking to play in one of these TTS events, like I would 100% recommend it because uh, you get a lot out of it, yeah. not just and, the games. And I think it replaces that big event feel, you know, like when you go to a system open and you're meeting people from all over the place, like we did in Sydney and that kind of thing, or nationals or any of those big sort of events. These are the equivalent kind of thing. You get people from everywhere, not just your country, but around the world. There were a lot of people, different time zones playing. Yeah, it was seemed pretty good. Hundred percent, and and like it's it's a very professional event as well. Like Dion and the team, um, they they're, they're just great. They run a really tight ship, um, and you know there's a really tight schedule to when when there's like a hundred or two hundred players playing. Um, so keeping all those players to schedule through like technical difficulties and things like that, you know, it's just um, yeah, a lot of work goes into these things. So it's it's good to see the response uh, from the community. Yeah, I didn't really get into TTS much, but I, I have to agree with you there. There's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that happens to keep this running with the judges and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, they, they put on a good event. Do they make money out of it, or is it just, like, for the good of the community kind of deal? Yeah, I think the idea is it's more or less a break-even thing. That's the theory. Um, yeah, you, you pay, to, pay for entry, but there's prizes that need to get shipped all over the world, and yeah, they pay judges and that sort of thing, but yeah, and pretty good prizes too, like pins, tokens, cards. You know, some of the stuff we got from Space Jam, I didn't even do very well, and I still got some stuff sent over that was pretty awesome. So, yeah, yeah, and, and lot and a lot of equipment and everything that needs to get paid for, of, of course, um, from Gold Squadron. So, uh, it's super worth it. Um, and Dion being up at all hours doing. All the <laughs> Commentating and this kind of stuff. So yeah. Oh my, my, the, uh, my gosh, the amount of hours that man must put into the community is like insane. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're lucky that there is someone like that to do it because yeah, it's pretty professional run. Like in terms of the streams and the overlays and the audio and even on TTS when they're cutting to you know like dice trays and all that kind of stuff that they do. So yeah, pretty awesome. It's fun. So, it was very fun to watch. Yes. Like so let's, very engaging. Sorry. Let's go into how you guys went. Luke, do you want to start? Yes. Yeah, sure. Um, so I took the Dash list I mentioned last podcast, something like that, um, which was Dash, Wedge, and Jake. And um, I did pretty well. I was quite happy, actually. So I came, I had four wins, two losses. Um, and so I mentioned it cut to top 16, so I came 17th, which is wow. the best position you can get while also having your Sunday still, is how I chose to see it, as opposed <laughs> to being disappointed for missing out. Um, Was that yeah. X-wing, X-Wing Wedge or A-Wing Wedge? Uh, X-Wing Wedge. Yeah, cool. Yeah. 
um, no, it's um, yeah. So that was that was good fun. I've, I've I think I've talked at length about that list last time, so I won't go into it too much. But yeah, it was good fun and very pleased with how I went. With probably the highlight being that I um, so that list usually matches really badly against Ray, and I beat two Rays in the day. So. Oh, nice. against two Rays! Wow, what were they paired with? Um, so one was like a super loaded Ray with just Poe. Um, but that was a very sketchy game that I just managed to. I think I won with so Wedge and Poe, uh, Wedge and Dash still alive, but they had two or three health left between them. Um, and then another one that I can't remember exactly, but it was a, it was a lighter ray, so there was a few other ships around it. But, what, but yeah, what, no, so that was that was good. What were your two losses, Luke? If I can ask. Uh, so my first game was my first loss. That was against four loaded um, HMP gunships. Um, he played quite well, and I, I stuffed that up a bit. I was a bit aggressive, and I just I lost too much health too quick. And it was it was a close game in the end. It was a I think he took he needed his last shot to get enough points to beat me. And if I'd rolled ain't on both of my evade dice, I would have won. So it was quite a close one. And then I got fairly well wrecked, wrecked by Actacan's um, M3A swarm. Oh, space. Uh, yeah. I because saw it turns out scary it's list. Yeah. a scary list, and he's a very, very good player. And um, mm. uh, it was it was just one of those ones where I think, like, I think I played it pretty well, but it was sort of because there's so many ships, he was going to trap me eventually. And it was just, was I going to get the variance to kill a couple before I get trapped somewhere and can't escape? Mm. And I, I, I didn't have great dice at the start and that was just enough for him to just yeah run 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 away with it so that was how many was he following six or seven seven uh, seven, seven so something like four with auto blasters three with tractor beams so he was running enough tractors to actually like um be able to tractor and barrel roll dash or something like did he ever do that to you no no i don't think he fired a single tractor um, i managed to keep <laughs> keep wedge away from them thankfully and um yeah, and Dash, he just he was just trying to put damage into Dash. Um, the thing with uh, barrel rolling Dash is if there's no rocks on the table, um, it kind of doesn't matter. I think there was actually, but I, I stayed far enough away from them that it wasn't a yeah. problem. I mean, if you, if you can barrel roll them closer to the rest of your swarm, that seems good. But yeah, that's what you mean. <laughs> um, yeah, no, no. So nothing like that. So it was just, it was just yeah, uh, attrition. And eventually he, uh, he got Wedge and Dash blocked into oblivion. And I just yeah, couldn't pull it back. So that was an excellent game. But um not 101. Uh, so yeah, that was that was pretty much my day. Um, so yeah, very pleased with that performance, but not as pleased as I'm sure Lockie is with his. <laughs> yeah, uh, look, um, it was, I, I didn't have high hopes going into this event as I, I mean, I hadn't been practicing too much, like super competitively um, because like, particularly if, I, I find, I don't know if this is your experience, Luke, but for the TTS meta is completely different to um, like the in real in real life meta was like people are playing different uh completely different lists um uh, there's a lot of those um like a lot more swarms a lot more beef which and i think that's partly because um in real life people don't have access to all those ships like as easily like you actually have to go and invest in buying seven spaces for example um whereas tts you kind of just punch punch in the um the the list and it just uploads for you um so I hadn't been playing that much um, and I, I couldn't really find a list that I liked 
until I I I've, I've, I played a couple of games with the Jedi and I was I was liking them. I I'd, I'd paired them, um, you know, with Rick Oli for a couple of games. Um, I was trying a different a couple of different things. I, I thought, um, oh, I might pair pair them with ETA uh, Obi Wan as well. Was that kind of fits a n- nice little pocket ace there? But it wasn't quite like when I was um, planning for the event. I suppose. Um, I was really worried about um, that all these Hera lists that are running around with um, the Hera, Garvin, uh, Benthic Two Tubes, and Kyle Katan, um, because they that list had done really well the last two big uh, Gold Squadron events, um, and it's just like for anyone who's played it, it's just a nightmare um, because there's that's so many. Of, that's yeah. a lot of to- to- a lot of uh, focus tokens being passed around there. Absolutely, so many focus yeah, and yeah. tokens, and like you've got um Urso crew as well. So to oh, just um, you know, thr- you know, it's just ridiculous, right? So I was oh. really scared of that list, um, and so I was trying some lists with bombs and you know, th- kind of auto damage to uh, try and uh, you know, think of ways to beat that. Um, and then I realized uh, that you can fit Shark T with uh, marksmanship auto blasters and R seven A seven, which is a crit bot droid. Uh, in in that list of the three Delta Seven Jedi, and um, hey, I played a few games with it in the week leading up to uh, Bespin, and uh, oh my gosh, it was like you know when you see the Matrix and you're like, oh my gosh, this is actually something that works, <laughs> and like, uh, how does this fit? <laughs> it's kind of you know, uh, it, it was a good feeling. Um, so uh, basically. Played, um, rocked up to Bespin, and I, I, I won the first game, and then I, I kept winning. Um, somehow I found myself on uh, the final table on day two um, against a really janky um, scum list with Han, Ben Rao, and a couple of tugboats. And unfortunately, they um, they they got me in the final. But uh, I tell you what, my Jedi list with Shark T uh, pulled its weight uh, across the other, I think, nine games. And so I did. I went undefeated um, before the final, which was uh, very surprising. <laughs> to be honest, well done, man. That's fantastic. Yeah, huge achievement. Yeah. yeah, so impressive. And it's interesting you say you, you saw the Matrix, which is really good because, like, I've mucked around with that list and I I like it, but I never really committed to it and. Will, you've been doing the same. I think you're starting to get into it now, but you've you've also explored it, and it didn't it didn't click for us, but it's obviously massively clicked for you, which is which is awesome. Well, well, yeah, it's funny, right? Because like, um, I think I've actually played you, Luke, with uh, when you were running the three Jedi with Shark T, but I think you had the tractor beam on Shark T, and I th- like I think it's good, but I just don't think it's like I don't think it's good enough, and that's why I hadn't. That's the hyperspace it, version when you're not that, allowed. Sweet, yeah, sweet all yeah. the yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, I, I was, I just found that the every time I tried a tractor beam, it it was good but not good enough. Um, so when I I fell, I, I stumbled on the the auto blaster build. Um, and yeah, just I cannot recommend it highly enough because it actually like it's such a good counter against so many things in the meta at the moment, which is like you know all those rebel lists and um, uh, you know other pocket aces that are flying around. So yeah, there's a lot of three green dice stuff. But I mean, particularly swarms and things like that. But how often was marksmanship and the crit bot actually pushing like undefendable damage through? Yeah, quite a bit actually. Um, like uh, because I mean, there's not that many 
aces uh well i didn't fly against that many aces over the weekend to, to be honest um so against those low initiative ships it's all it's really it's really easy to line up those bullseyes um get behind people um as you, you kind of end up jousting with the 7b jedi and then you try and uh you know protect shark t and then get around the side or around the back and um yeah just start laying in those crits yeah sounds pretty good the seven B um, Dead Eyes, I think, yeah, they're pretty strong ships. Highly rate those ships. They're so oh, good. They're such a good value, right? Because and what I found uh, is, I mean, they're really efficient jousters, like because you can get really easy um, access to, you know, uh, three dice or four dice double modded shots um, because you know they have their they have their force and they can take a target lock. Um, uh, I mean. And then they can turn into aces pretty easily. Like if, if they're not moving, if they're moving last, they, they've got double reposition. So you actually have four aces against some lists, mm. um, which, you know, can feel insane. Um, and that, then conversely, they can also be really good blockers with that double reposition. Um, and I, I find they're actually really good at chasing aces when you do come up against them um, because you kind of get behind them. You just take a target lock and then you, you say, cool, I'm going to have a reposition and, and double double mods every turn now and, um, until you turn around and deal with me. Yeah, it's amazing. I need to try it's, it. It's my favourite list in, um, in um, uh, X-Wing at the moment. It's so strong. Well, see, so you've stopped playing the fire sprays now, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ran them at the store champs just because I like wanted to do well and it was the most comfortable list I had, but I wanted to be playing that. Like that was my preferred list. I just didn't I hadn't played it into enough matchups to be comfortable, if that makes yep. sense. Um But I've pretty much retired the fire sprays for now. Just I've I've run them for between Boba Fen and then the triple sprays, I've run them for like eighteen months or something. Yep. Um, and so Time this to have is a look at a different dial. Yeah. So I want to the next the next sort of twelve months for me I think is going to be Jedi's. Uh, and I really I've been in lockdown and I've been rewatching Rebels for the fifth time. Um, <laughs> loving it still. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just and I, I just started watching it last night too. <laughs> it's so good, eh? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and. I really, I just watched the episode where Hera and Sabine come into contact with Fenrao and shit goes a bit sideways. And I was like, I really want to run that list. Like Sabine, Hera, um, Ahsoka was in the episode beforehand in the A-Wing. I'm like, I want to run a a Rebels narrative A-Wing list, which I think can be strong. Yeah. But figure out how I can make that work. Load them up with prockets and let them go, just like uh, yeah. the last all chance. <laughs> that's it. Um, I think I suspect that will be a part of it for sure. Um, but yeah, I think that's where I want to be for the next. Uh, and it also gives me a chance. Both of those lists allow me to play to different degrees. Something that I'm not particularly comfortable with, which is low health ships. Into specific, especially into B four swarms. In the past, I've put those sort of lists down because I've found. I couldn't manage it, and so now that's sort of like a little personal challenge to get better at the game a bit, bit more, a bit more of an all rounder. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I actually found um, the Jedi were re- were quite good against the swarm. So in fact, um, I actually played against five 
five separate uh, five separatist lists over the weekend. <laughs> oh, um, uh, I mean, two of them were Django Zan, um, which uh, yeah, I beat, I beat both. They were very close games. Um, I think my that one was in the semi final, which was streamed, and I, I won on the, the last term after time. Um, but in in terms of swarms, um, you know, I played against uh, a couple of uh, droid swarms. Um, I, I played against uh, a striker discipline swarm and uh, another kind of um, scum swarm kind of thing with um, a, a bunch of Kiraks and uh, spaces and things like that. Um, and I, I just found that uh, the Jedi were, as I was saying before, like the Jedi can kind of ace around them a little bit, um, you know, protect themselves in the gas clouds. And, and um, I, I, a couple of the big things that I found when coming up against the swarms was um like obviously need to try and limit the shots um that because you're going to be outnumbered right you got you got four ships with with this jedi list uh, up against like you know five or six or even seven ships you really need to be able to you, yeah you need to make them split their fire um and so uh just going through the gas clouds and and making sure that they can't get clean shots from all their ships on one of yours um and i think the, the other thing i did a couple, couple of times over the weekend was um actually use them wanting to bump me to my advantage because the jedi can actually like don't mind being bumped all the time um if it's actually going to take away shots from them and you, you're you end up at range one putting four dice with a fo uh, with a force into um you know a, you know a droid or um a hmp a gunship or something that you know which was happening over the weekend um and just ps killing stuff before they can actually fire that was a really big factor in uh, in a few of my games mm, well yeah what um what obstacles were you running lucky uh yeah three gas clouds yeah, um smart uh be, they work really well the jedi because um i mean of course it gives you the defensive bonuses um but you can also go over them um and do your fine-tune controls to, um to boost a barrel roll if you need to afterwards yep that's pretty decent yep good choice um and you're not damaging yourself of course if you go over a rock <laughs> yeah. um how important how important was placement for you um it, it placement in terms of the gas clouds um well, it was no, in, in terms of your whole list to be honest as well like we running the three jedis all in a swarm formation and shark t in the off to one corner or did you have shark t off to the another side of the board type thing or does it depend on what you were flying against mostly um i actually think i started the the game like every game pretty similarly so um all three all three jedi would be next to each other on one side of the board and then shark t would be you know kind of in the middle but she would uh duck back towards the jedi um and yes. you know hide behind gas clouds as as long as she can because she's got three health right yep. <laughs> um yeah. she, she doesn't want to get shot um and then so that i mean as i said so you'd, you'd keep the jedi um together early on and then you'd i'd start to split them off so I, like once uh i could pick out a good lane for one i'd kind of stop stop him and like uh slow roll him with a little bit while the others you know went to the next lane and tried to get uh take advantage of that um which worked really well because uh yeah opponents kind of had to you know it was, it was tricky to find out uh where i was going exactly i i think 
um, or seem to work. <laughs> yeah, they can yeah get around. So yeah. we 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 jousting against swarms, or are you just trying to skirt around them and and not get shot at until you found the the appropriate time to shoot them type thing? Yeah, it was definitely um, skirting around as long as I could and and making yep. sure, but um, making sure they couldn't get all like dive all their ships onto one of my ships, um, yep. because yeah, all the reasons I was kind of mentioning before. Um, yep. I think one, I mean, like the key example of this, I, I think so. I played uh, in round two or three um, against five HMP gunships. Um, and he would like, he were both being very cagey, right? Um, it was, uh, I reckon we went through about 40 minutes without a shot being fired apart from against like the, the probe droids that he had out that I was shooting out. Um, oh, because tense. <laughs> it was, yeah, right. Um, yeah. and yeah, we're just being very cagey. Um, but the, like, I mean, the good thing about the, the Jedi is that they're so maneuverable that you can kind of bake your opponent out because if, if your stuff you, you know you can you, uh, be maneuvering out around the gas clouds but they can also just dive in really quickly if you if you need them to yep um like with a fast maneuver and a boost or something to get into range one and just um start you know again like i, I think after 40 minutes of uh you know just going around the gas clouds on my side of the board um i just dived in and started you know i started killing a hmp a turn um, nice. because I was putting, was able to put all my guns into one ship and he wasn't able to do that, um, for mine. Pretty good. Makes a huge difference into that list. Yep. Being able to split their fire with two greens and a force always available to you. Mm, absolutely. Um, so yeah. Um, but no, look, I really enjoyed playing the, uh, this list. Um, I hadn't, I haven't played that that much Jedi Well, like this similar list uh in a while um but uh we'll probably uh keep playing it to be honest or similar versions <laughs> it was a lot of fun to fly yep. so now it was, sounds like a pretty good event i watched the final as well yeah it was like we were talking gold squadron do a good job of you know promoting the games and all that kind of stuff and yeah between the banthers black havoc there was even a knights of natty up there in the uh the top card as well, Tom Lawton with separatist lists. Oh, so, the droids yes. again! I did. <laughs> I, I, I did beat Tom in round five. Actually, it was a uh, a very good game. He's a, he, Tom's a great player. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, and it, it was it was great to see him. I think he made it to the top eight. I think so. Nice. Yeah. Yep. Um. So this goes to both Lockie and Luke. The opponents you had, did you um, do you know where they were all from? Like, were they? Did you have American opponents? Did you have Australian opponents? Or you're not sure type thing? Uh, no, you usually have a bit of a chat when you were setting up, and um, yeah, a bit of a bit of a mix of, of various bits of Europe and America, and um, I remember I think I played a few Aussies as well. Um, but yeah, I think my impression is it's it's probably a little over fifty percent international, and then maybe the other fifty percent Australia. Um, coming to these ones just because the time zone's so awkward. Yep. Um, so yeah, I guess, the, yeah, I'll go on. Oh, yeah, sorry. There's, um, I mean, there's quite a few players in uh, like Singapore and Malaysia as well that uh, kind of uh, sit on our time zone. Um, yeah. So they, they're always around on those, um, like XY and a few of the other guys. They're always on our time zone um, events, which is really cool. And did you notice different play styles between different people? Um. 
As in, like, different countries, or...? As in, like, different countries, yes. Like, we, we joke about it here in Australia, as that the, the Americans are quite slow to set, they're setting their dials. Did you guys find that to be accurate, or...? Um, yeah. Probably none of oh. data points. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I couldn't, I, I couldn't say. I don't, I don't think so. Um, nothing that I, I could, I could pick up. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. I think everyone. It, it feels like a pretty similar game overall. You know, maybe different people to people, but yeah, I wouldn't have, wouldn't, wouldn't have noticed uh, any particular national um, uh, uh, patterns or anything. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Pa- particularly with TTS at the moment, like the TTS community, um, you know, is kind of. Uh, everyone's kind of merged into the same kind of community. Uh, so everyone's kind of doing the same kind of things, like in terms of like, you know, pace of play and that kind of thing. So, um, I mean, if it, if we were, if the event was physical in real life, like it might be a bit different. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, well, that kind of a good segue into the next topic. You know, what would you say are the differences between online versus, you know, playing in person? We've talked a bit about, um, you know, the lists, you know, people taking swarms because they don't necessarily have all those ships if they were going to play it in real life. But how how would you describe the differences in the game and the game play between online versus real games? Um, it's faster is one thing. Like, just it, it actually, it really hit me, not so much playing on TTS, but coming back to playing in real in real life after the long lockdown how freaking long it takes to mark ships out sometimes when you're like, okay, I need to K-turn over these three things. And that's that's five minutes that in TTS you just do in a, in a uh, press of a button. So I think mm. I think the going theory is you do get three or four more rounds out of a game on TTS relative to, to in-person, um, which actually probably also influences a bit that more people play bigger blocks and bigger, um, you know, Kaya ship count li- lists because it's just, it's less... Effort. The, mecha- the mechanical drag isn't there. Yeah, mm. yeah. Very curious. Absolutely. Yeah, there's, 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 uh, and there's plenty of mechanics like things like bombs and like thermal detonators are a bit of a nightmare in in real life as well. Because you got to mark up two bombs at once. They kind of over overlap each other. Um, or you know, suck. yeah, right. Or or, or certain <laughs> lists like the um like the the striker list with Goran, uh, Commandant Goran, that um, was doing well mm-hmm. recently um, because, like, there's so many self-bumping, um, like, with the with the striker ability and things like that. Like, that would just be a nightmare to play in real life. But on TTS, it makes it a, li- a bit more manageable. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be interesting to see, like, meta changes, you know what I mean, because of those elements, whether it's, you know, the, the mental and mechanical parts of playing swarms or, you know, whether, like you were saying with the strikers, the fact that you don't have to measure out all those bumps means people are more likely to play those sorts of lists and they therefore do well or do better or, you know, other lists do worse compared to the meta. So do you think we can compare the two? Like, is it so far, like, do those elements have a massive impact or is it just kind of quality of life type differences what do you think about comparing those sorts of things i'm not sure if it's if if the differences are big enough to be meaningful but like there'd be uh you know decisions made on a player by player basis you know like to take certain lists 
I think, um, mm. which, you know, does make a, a, a ripple on impact. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. What do you think, Luke? Luke? Yeah, no, I agree with that. I, I think I think there's definitely maybe at the edges lists that work better um, online than uh, in person, probably mainly the ones that do rely on a really high um, turn count. Um, so, you know, like aces that want to really circle for ages before they pick off things, stuff like that. But um, uh, I think overall it, it feels very much the same sort of game. I don't think I'd enjoy game. it if it, if it wasn't. Yeah, be interesting to see as things, you know, other countries and everyone's going back to start playing games now. So, yeah, we'll see. You'd imagine yeah. Swarm playing would be less tiring towards your fifth round. By, um, by, by playing on TTS, you don't have to mark stuff up. You can, it just does it for you, like you guys said. I don't know. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and the, yeah, and then I guess the other, probably the biggest thing for me is just that it, it which is really cool is you can just you can sort of test your skills against the international community right because um yeah. usually we're just playing against the the same locals and you know you think you're doing all right but you don't know how uh, how good people are in other states or other countries and so all this online stuff it has been nice to sharpen the skills against a bunch of very very good players from all over the world so that's good and um in Lockie's case uh measure up really well against them so even better yep well, it's it is good to know that um you know like local players are you know like I think the the, the quality of players in Melbourne like you know is pretty reasonable you know like obviously we've had a, a few different people like do well um in events and uh yeah it's always good to see <laughs> make us feel good good about ourselves <laughs> yeah yep. sure um one thing as well i'll probably say um just on in real life uh, the uh, tts is that um with all the these big events that happen because i it, like the hive there's a bit of a hive mind going on like people from uh like uh all over the world are playing like there's not as many people playing as there used to be because of um COVID and everything but um the meta does seem to shift pretty quickly like people come up with answers to certain lists pretty quickly i think um which uh which is a good thing um but like you, you look between these gold squadron events and the meta can change you know between two or three events like dramatically as certain lists uh you know counters pop up um again for example like that that hera list um that i was speaking about before you know didn't uh like that had been dominating the last couple of events like wasn't even in the top 16 cut um it, of, it wasn't of, even of in the top half of the field it was yeah it's I, i'm shocked at how and i not many people so i see three instances of it just from a quick search mm. um and they're all right near the bottom which kind of surprises me actually so i'm not sure what happened there but that that is surprising maybe the meta did shift you know people start going oh well i need something to counter this and you know you're not necessarily i don't think it's ever a good idea to bring a list to counter a specific other list you know what i mean but like as long as you have something in your mix to be able to take you know help you and maybe there was just enough of that it just knocked it out I think so. And I think also people learn how to play against specific lists. Like they might not be teching against them at, like per se, but um, 
like there's you know there are some some lists that uh you know might have a trick you know that you you, you might lose against them that that first time the first time you play against it but you're likely to beat it the next time you know the next time it comes around because you know how the list operates and because so many you know like these lists are you know uh, are streamed on on gold squadron um and you know they're talked about on different podcasts like fly better and things like that um people kind of learn to understand how how they work and collectively everyone knows how to beat it a lot quicker than they used to that that is interesting and i think that's probably one thing that will probably continue after you know all the pandemic stuff clears up you know did that mixing that you get with online play like you know luke for example you being able to play the singapore league you know that's we would never usually get to play with those kinds of people, at least not regularly. You know, you know, we'd see them at Sydney System Open or if we're lucky at, you know, a Nationals or a Grand Championship or something. But, like, you can play week after week against people in Singapore. Yeah, exactly. No, it is, it's, it's cool that the scene's here now and I feel like it's going to keep hanging around to at least some extent, which is nice. Yeah. I, for me... I'm going to talk about some things that I didn't like about it because I, I have played a bit of TTS and I played in Space Jam and stuff like that. But um, I, I don't know. There's just an element to playing in physical space, you know, like playing at stores and stuff that I enjoy. When you're doing it in TTS, you're very much interacting only with your actual opponent. You know, whereas like when you're playing at a game store or whatever, between games you're catching up with other people or like if your game finishes early, you can go around and have a look at what's going on on the other tables. You know, I I find that playing on TTS, I miss all that aspect of it, which is some of the things that I really like about playing in person. So, yeah, but, you know, depending on how long this stuff goes on, maybe we'll get into some more TTS stuff and see how it goes. I think in the future it'll be um, like they'll complement each other really well um, because, you know, some people can't get to, um, you know, can't play multiple games a week or, or multiple um, nights a week like in real life. But the TTS, like getting a game on TTS can be a lot easier because you can, you can kind of just jump on Discord and um, quickly tee up a game and it's, you know, there's no travel time involved, all that kind of thing. Yep. Um, but I hundred percent agree with you. Like, I, I much prefer in real life, um, just for the like the social aspect. And I, that was a big thing that I missed last year when, um, like, I played a lot of TTS last year, um, during the, the during all the lockdowns. Um, and it was, like, it's so refreshing to be able to play in real life again. Yep. So yeah, we're in we're in lockdown again here in Melbourne. Our fourth <laughs> one. So um, let's, let's talk about some other stuff to do with lockdown, like the fact that we can't get together and play in stores at the moment. And, you know, we do have TTS, but not everyone, like you say, is able to do that or get on or likes doing that or whatever. What are some of the other things that are people doing in lockdown? I'll tell you what I've been doing. I've been putting together some Star Wars Lego. I got the, nice. Yeah, I got the Cantina. With all the minifigures. Nice. And I'm putting that together at the moment. And there is so much stuff in that kit. One thing I didn't realize 
it's got all the booths in the cantina with all the characters and stuff in it. And it's got the booth, you know, where Greedo and Han sit. Oh, yeah. And, yes. But those two seats where those minifigures sit, they have levers on the outside of the wall so that you can smash and see who shot first. <laughs> oh, that is fantastic. I love it. <laughs> uh, I've been doing a bit of that. I haven't done much painting. Like, I know some of the guys... You guys play Legion and that as well. And Luke, I think you've been doing some painting, but the last couple of weeks, even though I've been in lockdown, I haven't really done much of that. So what are some other stuff that you guys have been doing while we're being stuck at home? Yeah, no, I've, yeah. Uh, oh, go on, Ryan. Oh, sorry. I've um, I've taken a leaf out of Ben's book. I've been doing Lego. However, I just finished the, uh, the Batman, Batmobile Lego. Um, all 8,800 pieces of glorious black Lego. <laughs> and, yeah, it was, a, it was a challenge and it was lovely. I enjoyed it. Um, I've ordered some new Legion stuff um, to maybe assemble and look at dusting off the uh, paintbrushes and start painting again. Uh, the big thing I've been doing has been reading, actually. Um, I've, read, I've pretty much read... Um, uh, a whole book during lockdown, which was Matthew Riley's um, latest one. Not his, he's got one coming out this year as well. But um, yeah, I've just been reading. That's been me. Yeah. Um, trying to get the occasional game in with the, uh, with the girlfriend, but um, it's been a bit tricky at the moment with uh, work commitments for either of us. Speaking of reading, I've been reading only a little bit, little short stories called The Murderbot Diaries. Really Ooh. good. Ooh. Oh, and Netflix has been my friend as well, <laughs> like massively. <laughs> it's a little, it's a little bit difficult to not just slump into existential despair, or at least on my end. Um, yeah, ha- haven't really been doing much in the way of hobbies. I've been assembling goblins for the Blood Bowl, which That's is very awful. exciting. Blood Bowl, terrific game. <laughs> get involved if you get a chance. Very low buy-in. Finish our league. Like it's so disappointing because the lockdown happened right when we we're on like the last round of the, the round robin. Very true. Yes, uh, but yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, so goblins have been keeping me occupied. I think goblins and uh, are just kind of just kind of going limp and just hoping for this to kind of pass. You know, very keen to get back out into the world and get some games in with you guys. That'll be very, very welcome when we're allowed to again. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's it's a weird time. I, I don't know. It's been hitting me strange. Anyway, but, uh, yeah, no no bread has been baked or anything like that, so I, I think I'm winning. Um, yeah. Oh, I, I had been doing that as well. I pickled some stuff the other day. Oh. Yeah, happens well, to the best of us, man. Home the cooking stuff. Yeah, yeah, you get carried away. Is, yeah, is that a euthanism or what? <laughs> <laughs> um, actually pickled stuff. Oh. <laughs> I, I baked some banana bread the other weekend. It was it was amazing. <laughs> oh man, I'm how so good jealous. is banana bread? And now I want some. Thanks, Lucky. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Lucky. Yeah. <laughs> Looks so good. It got me got me through last year. <laughs> I'm on day seven of no sugar and no caffeine. Oh am, man. Oh. Mm-hmm. Playing... That's that's my whole diet. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was playing a game have you, of... Have you ascended? <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, I was playing a game of League of Legends with a friend from WA last last Wednesday. And I was drinking a V at like 8 o'clock at night and mentioned it. 
And he was like, you know, if you can drink that, he's some sort of allied health dude. I can't remember what he does, but something in the medical field. He's like, if you know if you can drink that at 8 o'clock and still go to sleep, you're like actually addicted to this stuff. And I was like, oh. Uh-oh. No, I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, exactly. Oh, no. And he's like, <laughs> yeah. So he suggested a 14-day detox of caffeine. And I was like, ugh. I was like, okay, I should probably do that. And then I just threw in what? the sugar as well for the fun of it. How many energy drinks a day would you normally drink, Will? Uh, I used to not drink many at all, but lockdown last year and just like feeling the sads, you know what I mean? Like I'd go, I do the shopping for the house. So I'd always buy myself a V when I did the shopping as like a little treat. Cause I love it. Mm. And then I started buying like a four pack and I'd have like one a day and then I'd have a couple when I went to X-Wing and then before I knew it I was having like one a day at least sometimes more Absolutely. and so yeah plus I'd drink yeah, coffee so I'd have like <laughs> two or three coffees a day plus you know what I mean like it just when I actually counted up in my head I was like I drink a lot of caffeine um so, so how's, yeah, the detox, but, how's the detox going have you had massive heart headaches yet or not yet I did the first day and a half yet. yeah two days and then it i didn't have it after that but it just like like you know i still get cravings for it like i want it real bad like i went to mcdonald's tonight for miss she wanted some for dinner and i got a decaf cappuccino which actually i shouldn't have got a cappuccino because the sprinkles but anyway um so it's essentially just like a coffee flavored milkshake without the caffeine (laughs) but it was um it's still like it's still delicious, but it doesn't have that same kind of feeling, if you know what I mean, like that you get from drinking coffee. Um, it does sound like a dependency. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Like I used to like when I used to drink V, it would make my body tingle for like a second. It was oh, so God. not anymore. No. Nah. Everyone's um, got their poison. Yeah, but like literally, I haven't. That is all I've done. So I haven't done any kind of weight stuff. Haven't done any kind of calorie counting. I've been eating whatever the fuck I want. I've lost a kilo and a half in a week just from giving up sugar. Oh, wow. Nice work. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's interesting how easily... Yeah, how, how easily the body and, and uh, habit, I guess, you, you just get used to stuff. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's yeah. just amazing when, when, you can, when you're able to separate from it. Speaking well, as an ex-smoker, um, but, yeah, sorry. Yeah. This is uh, <laughs> touching some points. The things that lockdown does to people. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But you've got to cope yeah. somehow because, I mean, like, you know, it's not trauma, trauma. It's not people being shot in the streets, trauma, but there is a sort of quiet uh, disturbance to this whole thing. I mean, none of us have experienced anything quite like this before in our lives. So no. I think it be gentle with yourselves. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Um, and get your hobby in wherever you can. That's it. I've been painting a lot. So Age of Sigma has a new edition coming out on July 3rd. And so I've been reading a bunch of like spoilers that they're putting out and leaks that are coming out from various places. Um, and basically decided a fair while ago that um, X-Wing is going to be my competitive game for, you know. Excellent choice. I he- I heard that yeah. Masters for um for AOS this year is an absolute mess. Will can you confirm or deny? <laughs> I can confirm. I'm so glad I don't organise that shit anymore. Um, <laughs> it is, yeah, a dumpster fire is a generous term. Um, 
So yeah, which is basically how everything goes in that that um like community is too generous a term because it's a, it's like a subset of a community. Like it is very <laughs> much not the um majority of players, but they're very vocal and very bitter and very fucking entitled. So mm-hmm. and most of them live in Bendigo. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh no, the Queenslanders give them a run for their money, man. Fucking yeah. Yeah. Well, They're, at least it's the family jump. Yeah. They could all, the they story could all hang out and <laughs> So the story went. So this is this is this is a, a quick synopsis of the timeline that is Australian Masters. So the Australian Masters I helped organize in like twenty 18 or 2019 because it was meant to be held in Victoria. They couldn't find a venue. The The guy that was meant to be organizing it wasn't. Everyone else was interstate, whatever. And so someone reached out to me and asked if I had any leads because I run at the club down here that they knew about. That was, I think that was basically it. They reached out and they're like, do you know of any places? They had... <laughs> nah, it's cool. Um, they had... Um, no money to pay for a venue because that's the masters isn't set up to take any kind of stipend from the series that runs before it. So they have a budget of like a thousand dollars at most to run this event. And so they basically are reliant on, um, that one event to kind of, you know, whatever. And so they couldn't afford a venue was basically the problem. So anyway, I arranged for them to run the series through my work. Um, where and I could get them an, a, an event space and do all that. So we ran it there. It was fine. Then um, a bunch of people couldn't show up because it was too close to Christmas, too expensive to get to Victoria, all these sorts of things. So then they're like, oh, what's going to happen? And then anyway, some people resigned from the committee. So I was like, oh, yeah, someone offered me a position on it because I'd help them do that. And I was like, yeah, why not? Mistake. <laughs> it ruined your life, didn't it? Oh, fuck, mate. The amount of the hours of my life that I wasted with this shit. So then there was this big discussion. People went out and they met and they talked to the communities and they did all this stuff. And it was decided that they weren't going to run this sort of rotating format anymore. They were going to run it from one location to try and make it more consistent for the player base. So if people knew that they wanted to do a Masters run, they knew that they had to do a certain amount of scoring, they had to play a certain amount of events, and then at the end of the year, if they managed to qualify, it would be held in Sydney so that people could know that that was the venue, like the location, so they'd have to be able to afford to get to Sydney, pay for accommodation, do whatever. And then it was announced. Then COVID happened, so obviously everything's been pretty much on hold. And so this was like, I don't know, 18 months ago that this was announced and the community's been aware of it. The, commu- the committee then decided that they were going to try and run a Masters, even though COVID's still doing a thing, which I think was probably a bit foolish, but whatever. They decided they were going to try and do it. Yeah, very hopeful. They're going to try and do it. And then they announced that, yes, it's happening. It's happening in August, July sometime in Sydney, as was the plan. The venue was this, blah. And the community lost their fucking mind <laughs> because just coincidentally this year, who had qualified were majoritively from Queensland or Victoria. And so why the <laughs> hell would people have the goal to hold something in Sydney when the Sydney-siders weren't <laughs> particularly involved in the event? 
And I was like, well, what you're asking them to do now, I'm no longer a part of the committee, but what you're asking them to do now is pick a side. Like, do the Victorians pay all the money to go to Queensland or the Queenslanders pay all the money to come to Victoria? Like, no one's going to be happy about Well, 50% of the players aren't going to be happy about that. Not to mention that the reason they picked Sydney in the first place was because, like, for states like WA and South Australia, like, they've got a lower player base, but... For them to get to anywhere like ACT or Queensland or whatever is really like substantially more expensive than like for other states. So it becomes an unfair kind of scenario. And then anyway, it all went shit tits up and now they're hosting it in Bendigo. Um, oh. on the same and so Two hours prepared. away from any major airport. Like, how is that a master's? Let's be real. In the state, it's currently, <laughs> currently in lockdown. And, you know, oh. who knows what the fuck is going to happen in a month's time. Like, it's well, just see, so dumb. But it... I was going to say, it's similar to the X-Wing Grand Championship because that, you know, the invites went out to stores to people to actually put in who wants to run it and the store in bathurst was like one of the only stores that put in oh wow that they could run it which is why it was up in bathurst which was an awesome event wasn't it it, it was really weird and cool to go out to bathurst for sure i just didn't realize that that was why it's in bathurst i thought it was well, like you know traditionally this you know pilgrimage for x-wing where we'd all trudge out to the you know the mountain and uh, and play x-wing but uh but no, no it happened to be there because there was some player count like you had to have a minimum x amount of people and they were one of the only stores saying yeah we can run it actually in our store for that Amazing. number of people <laughs> well that really great i hope i hope something like that happens again just just because yep. it was just surreal to, to to go all that way to have a really great day of x we have people from everywhere around the country it's brilliant well masters in bendigo yes oh in this is AOS. true so, yeah. that's it yeah so, but anyway, this this the the Australian Masters series is piece basically the poster child of what not to do. So <laughs> oh. But the Victorian just... Masters series of X-wing, uh, run by some competent people indeed, and well worth yeah. checking out. <laughs> <laughs> not the it same guy. <laughs> it pays for itself. It pays for the Masters thing. It has its own little budget going on. Everything's yeah. It should work. COVID pending. Yep. Well, you know. Yes. COVID <laughs> we'll pending. Well, that's, yeah. yeah that's right. I think, I think well, active gods can be forgiven, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Going to see how we, we go because it was scheduled to be in like two weeks from now or two and a half weeks. But um, yeah, yeah, lockdown might have been a see with the... in. Yes, we'll make it on that ASAP. Yep. So see which way the winds are blowing in the next couple of days and, uh, yeah, make a D. It'll be interesting. Well, speaking of the wind blowing in the next few days, I just lost power and I think that's why. Oh, no. oh, yeah. oh, fair enough. Yeah. Spooky uh, times. Yep. Power's been flickering in my place as well. Yeah, but that's a different issue, right? <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully not. Yeah. I don't know which way I'm going on that, to be honest. <laughs> But yeah, no, other than that, this lockdown I've been painting, um, playing League of Legends, getting real salty about it, vowing I'll never play League of Legends. Four, right? I think that's just part of the deal, right? Like, I don't think you do one without the other. No. 
It's the rules. Uh, power just flickered at my place as well. Yep. Coincidentally, as I plugged a plug in, so, you know, oh, if good, I just good. randomly disappear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yep. shit. Um, what else do we have to talk about other than the Age of Sigma uh, Master Series? <laughs> just just slandering very, other very, systems. <laughs> very topical to this part. I'm safe in thinking that they'll never hear it. It's fine. <laughs> Well, well, you say that, but then you go around and recruit half of the AOS community to come play X-Wing. I can't help myself. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, the, the, the ones you've picked up have been really good, though. Re- really enjoyed playing these guys. It's really yeah. nice to meet games from other systems coming into the system, and they're, they're sort of used to competitive analysis and play. That's, that's kind of cool because it's like, you know, this different tribe is sort of coming over into a new system and, and doing pretty well at it. And, uh, yeah, it's great to have an injection of new blood into the scene as well. Yeah, yep. well, we've got a growing scene in Geelong at the moment, which is awesome. And a bunch of the AOS guys down there have jumped onto X-Wing, but they're treating it more as like a, like, chill-out system, if you know what I mean. Ah, amazing. Um, there's the dudes that have jumped on board at Maze that are Lockies and my mates from back in the day from AOS. Lockie well represent. <laughs> yeah, yep. fucking A. Back. Those guys are going to be formidable. They play they a lot. Already are. They already yeah. are. They are. Yep. Yeah. But the chat that I'm in with them. How many, do you guys play like every night, Lockie? Or? Uh, I mean, we were playing every night for a couple of weeks there before the event. Um, Nick's been on uh, annual leave for the last couple of weeks, like during lockdown, like which is really uh, unfortunate. So he's been he's been playing a lot of games on TTS. Yeah, like every day, I'm just like, like what's going on? And then I see the chat, and it's like, who's free for games? I'm like, damn man, it's like your fifth. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's about it, man. Other than Speaking. That, Speaking of the Geelong guys, they were going to be running an event at Werribee this past weekend, so they're also having to reschedule stuff due to the lockdown. So, That's a good yeah. point. I was going to head out there, actually. Yeah, so was I. I was going to go down to that. But, yeah. Yep. yeah. It, was, um, it was hosted in Werribee, I think. Um, yeah, this one was Werribee. Yeah. Apparently, there's a bit of a scene at Werribee, but it's very like isolated. Uh, like a few guys that play there, but they don't really... Get oh, out. Cool. Um, and they're, they're, the Werribee store is sort of partnered with the Guffs Geelong store. So they've like asked if Pete can run some stuff out there oh, to try and connect some dots. And get yeah, I'm getting thing. a lot of messages from Peter Rennie down, from down in Geelong. It's just about um, like he wants to run, like, the, uh, I'm not exactly sure how he's going to be running it. Um, so keep, you know, keep an eye out. But it's going to be like a bit of a um, cross store league across, you know, Melbourne and uh, Werribee yeah. and Geelong, which is going to be interesting. Um, logistically, uh, it would be interesting to see how it runs. But um, uh, if, if we can get more people playing, I'm super open to that. Yep. Yeah, I think sure. he's also trying to organize Eddie play too. He was posting some polls yeah, up and seeing what stuff. Yeah, talking about I think what, he's throwing a lot of shit at walls and seeing what sticks is basically I think he's <laughs> full of enthusiasm, which is awesome. Like can't fault that. What we'd love to see. And um yeah. yeah, just seeing what people are actually feeling, what they're vibing. So hopefully get the plague sorted and um we can we can all check it out, which is good because I mean everyone on this chat 
Or this podcast uh, is not adverse to traveling for uh, for games. Yep. Yeah. I don't think people yep. have, like. I think this is like. I don't know. This is something that was for me a bit jarring when I started playing X Wing. Is that the X Wing community traditionally hasn't traveled as much for tournaments, whereas for AOS that was like par for course. Like when when me and my mate Coots got into it, and then we met um, Sam and. Uh, Chris through who are now either part of that um Lucky, what's your club called again? I'm going to blank. Banthers. Banthers, like they're the Banther oh, guys. Oh man, the Banther squad, the flying Banther squad. Oh, they're <laughs> legends. Dude, my brain's just broken like that. Don't worry oh. about it. Huh? <laughs> um uh that was sort of like what you did is you traveled around, you went to events, you went with mates. Like one of the first times I went away, I actually stayed with Lucky in um Aubrey yeah. Wodonga, just as a random add-on. Yeah, Border, Border War, that was Wars, a sick event man. too. That, that was so much fun. It still rates as one of the best, to be honest. Um, and like, it was, it was fucking tons of fun. It was like, actually kind of scary as shit, because I was meant to be staying with my mate Coots, with you guys. And so I had my mate coming with me, who I knew well. And then he went and like, brought his missus along and booked her, like... You know, cabin or station, and then he's like, "You just go with the dwellers." And I was just like, "All right, I'll spend a whole weekend with a bunch of guys I met twice. Like, this sounds sweet. It <laughs> was fun, right? We played lies, dice. It was all good. <laughs> yeah, man, I loved it. It was so much fun. Um, no, one hundred percent traveling um, for events is really cool. I think one of the things, and I, I like, I, I like how um, you know, you guys as Black Havoc uh, um, are starting to do this now a bit more um, with like the com- these community run events, like with them through the masters and things. Um, is really good. Like that's what that always was the thing that happened with the Warhammer community. But for X Wing and like FFG games in general, um, you know, people used to rely on stores a lot more. Um, like to do the organizing. Like so, like the community members didn't need to ha- didn't need to step up as much because there was a lot of you know organized play already done by FFG and you know the stores. Um, but uh, obviously we don't have that at the moment and I'm not sure if we're going to ever have it back to what it was just because of, you know, uh, the transition to AMG and that kind of thing. So I think um, definitely community events uh, are the future, um, which just means, you know, community members need to step up. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, I think, we, I think we've got Will to thank mostly for that. He's, he's been running most of our community-run stuff. For, um, and also yourself, Lockie, with the one that made. And, that's yeah, cool. yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was a great. Yeah. Event. I love. Thank that. you for that. Yeah, that was so good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and absolutely. I think I think Petey, um, Petey from Geelong, he's been doing a fair bit of, of it as well. So that's yeah, great that you guys have all come. Community picking up. Yeah, it's great. It's fantastic. Well, if yeah. you build it, they will come, I guess. So, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah. But no, it's going to be good. And that that traveling that traveling element is underrated like it adds a cost obviously to the weekend but like i don't think people quite appreciate the level of kind of like recharge you get from going away for you know you go away for the friday night have a meal out get up go play some games fuck around go out for dinner with a bunch of people that you kind of you know acquaintances that turn friends and then you you know this is the thing you meet people when you do things like that and then you see them at the next one you know what i mean and then it's like catching up with people all over again so like i went and did um new zealand nationals what two years ago and then you saw some of those saw some of those guys at the system open 
or like I've been down to Tasmania for one of the regionals when they were still called regionals. And, you know, I met actually the guys from Onyx, you know, they came down from New South Wales. And so, you know, you meet people at events and then you see them at the next event and it's like, you just know all these people. It's great. Yeah. I'm with you. I I'm so excited for when we can travel again, just because I've been playing all these online games with, yeah, all the guys from Sydney, Brisbane, Singapore. Um, so I think the next uh, system open is going to be awesome. Just putting putting faces to names. It'll be weird, like meeting all those guys, like for, for all this all this time online, like yep. meeting them in person. I mean, you've been online dating for that little bit too long. If you guys have done it before, it's like you you just do like one or two. I used to do it when I was in uni. You do like you know a week too long of chatting online, and even though you get on great online, you meet them, and because you've chatted for too long. You've kind of used up all that first date, like easy chat, and so you're either at the heavy stuff or at awkward silences. And either way, good, bad. <laughs> like, there's a fine art to doing online dating, which is basically if you like someone, meet them, like go somewhere safe, but like meet them straight away and see how it goes. Don't fucking linger online. It just on the on the, on the upside, at least if you get catfished, it doesn't really care. Like, it doesn't count. You don't care. <laughs> I think one of the things that's missing from the X-Wing community too, and I don't necessarily have a solution to this compared to say other systems, is there's not really a massive digital presence for individuals, if that makes sense. Like in AOS, there's a lot of people on Twitter and so people share stuff and kind of like you, you meet people at events, but then you also kind of like stay in contact through that like digital medium of even if it's just seeing their their shit getting shared or them tweeting and it's occasionally can go a bit toxic which is not ideal but like um <laughs> it, it it keeps that like that greater community connected which would be interesting to see if we could do something similar with 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 x-wing where people could have like a a place to be you know what i mean yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, that's sort of the Facebook groups, but they I guess they are pretty fragmented, really, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. They're super fragmented. And they're also um you don't have as much kind of freedom on a Facebook group because it's all like anyway, like Twitter and stuff, you can just put up images, you can put up whatever the fuck you want. Like you can just do it's just you and then if people choose to follow or engage, they can. So yeah. But Yeah. And also, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, like as an as an ancient creature over here, I don't really do Discord very much, but um, Discord communities, how's that how's that kicking along for you guys? I mean, I'm assuming it's pretty intrinsic to TTS and stuff. Um, yeah, the Gold Squadron um, Discord channel is like uh, is pretty big, and like there's a lot of activity on there. Yeah, I was never on it until this weekend, and it's actually like Huge. busy as hell, eh? Can't keep up with everything on that one. No, it's a bit like the Honest Wargaming one on for AOS. It's just like I'm just going to mute this and mark it as red every few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, that's actually something I did on lockdown too. Is I went through and I updated my club's um, Discord, so it's actually got like cool stuff, making it more of like a like we're talking about a social hub. Like we've got like a literally low key the best part of it is I create a channel called Food. And like now, people just post up what they're cooking, and people are like cooking some like amazing looking food. It's <laughs> another thing it, that lockdown does to people: start cooking yeah. at home. 
Yeah, there's like sausage rolls going on, like a lamb roast uh, over a spit. Like this shit is real, man. You need to. We need a food channel in every Discord. It's like got to be a rule. Yep. So it looks like power outages are going around the place. So I've yeah. had one. Will's had one. Yeah, Luke's we've Luke's doing one right now. I yeah. I flickered a bit earlier as well. It was a bit scary. <laughs> yeah, mine's mine's flickering as I chat. So yeah. it's gonna be Maybe. an interesting evening. <laughs> yep. Uh, so yeah. Is there anything else that we particularly want to talk about? We've kind of talked well off topic for the last like twenty minutes, but no, <laughs> been all over the place. It's been good. Yeah. good to- really, really good to have Lockie in. Um, thanks a lot for coming along, man. It's it's yeah, wonderful to have uh someone so fresh out of such a big and prestigious competition come and uh you know give two cents about how you think and how you play. It's really good. Oh, thanks, yeah. Gus, and thanks to everyone for having me on. It's been it's been a blast. Yeah, man. Fuck yeah, it's been great. Every time you win an event, or at least come second, you're welcome back on. Deal? <laughs> I better better start winning some more events then. <laughs> yeah, totally. yeah. No, not not third. Third is unacceptable. But third you know. is right out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At this yeah. point, Ryan is looking real sketchy, and we might have to just replace him with you. Like you know. <laughs> I mean, that's that's a bit rough, but sure, whatever. Ryan needs Ooh, uh, Ryan. as soon as Ryan stops flying first order, he's gonna beat us all, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, look, I pledge my allegiance to the first order and that's that. <laughs> um we'll see. RIP. <laughs> yeah, I can <laughs> bottom tables. No. <laughs> no shit. Um all right. I think we're all good. Yep, yeah, lockdown edition. And yeah. We will speak to you all next time. See ya. Farewell. Au revoir. There, guys. Bye.